Hello everyone and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam and I'm here with my co-host George. Hey Team Music! And Grant. Hello there music fans. Each episode of Flawless, a host or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless and we discuss how they discovered it, what they love about it and what makes it flawless for them. We have a Facebook group, it's called Flawless Friends and Family. It's where we discuss all things music that we love and that you love and we post in there about upcoming episodes and what albums are nominated you can find the link to that in our show notes. And special thanks to our guests from this week who actually saw the post that we put in there and then shared it onto her wall as well. So we've got Excellent. a whole bunch oh, of feedback. Here we go. Bonus material. First That's time it. ever. Yeah. Less we have to think about the more we can just repeat what other people That's say. That's right. I'm all for that. For it. And of course, we have a Patreon. You can back us from as little as $1 a month and you get early access to all our episodes, access to our bonus episodes and that warm, fuzzy feeling inside that you're helping us spread the flawless love. You can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. How's the cap looking, Liam? Um, I haven't had to speak to Patreon for a little while. The growth is slowing. It's still growing, obviously. Yes. You know, we're, yeah. we're still raking it in, Scrooge McDuck style. Yeah. But um, rolling. Yeah, but you know, people, I, people want to pick that it up. It is limited, as we said before. Yes. I Previous started episodes. a Patreon for my D and D group. Oh yes. So uh, to keep the lights on mm-hmm. for when we had. So what's the cap D- on that? A million, million and a half. Yeah, yeah, one and a half. Yeah. Because yeah. I can have like three games a night, so yeah, you know, a million and a half a month sounds about right for that. Sleep's yeah. optional. Mm. So there we go, but cool. so you're announcing, Liam. Yes, but and what yes. does that mean? Yes, we are. I am not hosting per se, or it is not my. I'm not nominating. You're not That's nominating. I knew what it was. Yay! Because we have a guest. <laughs> yes, we do. Would you like <laughs> to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello, good afternoon, everybody. I'm Carly, and uh, I'm nominating the Regurgitator album unit. Jump straight, you just jump straight, straight in there. Just go. like, I'm Carly, I'm nominating <laughs> an album, so screw you. Don't, you yeah. don't need to know my credentials. There I am, yeah. This <laughs> well, is what's happening now, right? Yeah, I given like... you have musicians come on here and you have all of these very knowledgeable, wise people, I'm, I'm racking my brain going, what have I got to say about myself? <laughs> um, I'm not a musician. Oh. I managed a band for five minutes, so I think that was just an excuse to go out on a school night drinking. Nice. Um, what, was band, who were you, what was the band? Oh, they were called the Brunswicks. They okay. were okay. around for about five were they minutes. Were based <laughs> around Fourth Two Valley? They certainly were, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, no, I've got zero musical prowess. Cool. Long-time music fan. Been That's it. seeing lots of live music since I was a kid, so I'm here to... Um, wax lyrical about regurgitators unit so you have said a bit of a first because i'm pretty sure on you know, to make correctly i'm pretty sure you're the first person to wear the shirt of the album <laughs> of the album that you're actually not yeah. yeah. we even had people wearing the band one of the band shirts they nominate but i think the actual pure album what was the gene's name uh, uh, is it tim stewart 
Did he no. have a class shirt on? Or? Oh, I think so. But then, yeah, we've had we've had people who have been like implying oh. the band, but not going, "Oh, this is a motherfucking <laughs> album." Yeah. 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 Just in case I forget on the way here. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just yeah. to remind myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. So you look in the mirror and go to oh, new. Hmm. Cool. So, Unit is the second studio album by Australian rock band Regurgitator, released in November 1997. And quoting straight from Wikipedia, its style is a mixture of 1980s style synthesized pop music and alternative rock with some hip hop influence as well. Which no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, a, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty good. It's a pretty good summary oh, of Regurgitator in general. I think synth yeah. and rock Absolutely. and hip hop. When they love hip hop, they do stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, Wiki's kind of nailed it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Mm. Tell us how you discovered Unit. What was your first exposure to it? If you My first exposure to the album itself, I was at uni, so mm-hmm. I would have been in my second year of uni and going to see live music pretty much every week and just kind of stumbled across them, probably at um, the Roxy mm-hmm. before it was the arena, before it was knocked down for fancy apartments. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so a Brisbane-based band. Born and yes. raised. Yes. Oh, yep. absolutely. Always. You just said Australian. Iconically yeah. Brisbane bands. Iconically yeah. Brisbane bands. Yeah. 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 There were a few really big bands around at the time. These guys stayed local, really. Mm. Um, I do remember reading somewhere that they didn't really tour a hell of a lot overseas mm-hmm. for, for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And, um, okay. yeah, they, they really did their time over in um, the Roxy pretty much once a month for two years. From yeah. the start, yeah. <laughs> nice. So they were yep. the house band. Yeah. Oh, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so this album, why this one in particular? Not the day, not the debut or anything mm-hmm. after. Yeah. This, yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So second I, year I uni or you know, I, no, I definitely attempted to nominate two playing, and then I thought no, this I think unit grabbed me more. Mm-hmm. I think it has more excitement to me, and mm-hmm. I think it might have been a time and a place thing. I think it was, you know, the memories that a lot are associated of them, a lot of with them, it. Sure. Yeah. We do yeah. have a lot of those. So I think that's what kind of attracted me to it. But the fact that they're still going now and they're still touring and I'm still seeing them semi-regularly at the age of 40-something mm. um, is still bringing that band to your mind constantly. Mm. Yeah. Because I think, I think this is definitely the band's favourite album because – They've got they've got a tour coming up in a couple of weeks for a concert, big concert here in Brisbane, and then they're taking it on the road as well to celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary 25th. of Unit coming yep. out. Yeah. Um, they also toured the same very similar thing for the twentieth anniversary and also the fifteenth. I remember specifically seeing those two shows over the last ten years of like they re- they re- when this so every, every time so they do that they're like oh okay this is the twentieth anniversary of Unit and then we're like okay cool. You want to do the 20th anniversary of any of your other albums? And they're like, 25th anniversary of you and everybody. <laughs> yeah. so, well, this one went platinum three times in yes. Australia. So I think this is definitely their most popular, the one they're most known for, their yeah. most successful. And I think for the band, they always said it was their favourite. Yeah. They had the most fun playing it. They had the most fun recording it. Um, their first album, I think, there was a lot of pressure. Um, they flew oh, okay. over to Thailand to record it. It was very um, fraught with all kinds of <laughs> shenanigans. Um, but I think there was a lot of pressure from the record company for that first for one. For the first one to get yeah. it to make And I think the second success. one, they you could hear it in the music. They are having so much fun. Mm. And this chart, like, not only um, got, like, 
the airplay and recognition in sales. But it also got five ARIA awards that year, including mm-hmm. Album of the Year. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Artwork of the Year, of which you are wearing. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Correct. And as Kwan says, it was a yellow dot. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, so but it's the way you did it. it. Yeah. I know. The yeah, way you wear it. It's not just any yellow dot, no. right? Yeah. It's got to be a specific yellow dot in the right place with Correct. the right dot. Exactly. It's Font. art. It's art. Absolutely. No, no, art was the next one. <laughs> oh. Oh. Thank, oh. thank you, everybody. Thank you. Wow. Inside, Yeah, yeah. I'm here the whole week. Carly, did you want to tell us who the members of Regurgitator were at the time? Ah, uh, at the, the time. So, uh, Quan Yeomans and Ben Eli. Um, so, Quan was song art, uh, singer, songwriter, guitar player. Ben was all three of those. And you also had Martin Lee on the drums. So Martin Lee was with them with the first two albums. And then there was some controversy slash mm, interesting goings on. And he was no longer with the band once they toured Mm. um, the album. Yeah, or he left halfway through Mm. the the tour for unit. Yeah. Wow. Um, Depends on who you talk to as to what happened. Um, I definitely know the story and I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, so I'm not going to. Well, there's no pressure there. (laughs) But interestingly, the person, I didn't write his name now, but the person they got him to replace on drums is still in the band 23 years later. Peter Koske. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like one of the things Mm -hmm. where it's like, because it's definitely the two main, Quan and Ben are the two main songwriters, the two front guys. They write their songs, they sing the songs that they write. Yep. You know, they're definitely leading it. Was it reminded me of the whole We Are Scientists thing that we did before, where it was like, we had Keith and Chris, who are like the main guys, doing like a time of bass, and then it was just like and others, um, and like the the percussion didn't even get to be in the band. They were like oh, they yeah. were just like touring with them or recording with them or whatever, and so it's, that's that's the feel I get from a Gurgitator. No, oh, no. So this this one's more much, like the drummer is is yeah, like he came in. in yeah. Band. So For sure, normally yeah. with that you'd get that rotating cast of drummers. So one of them yeah. would come in maybe five years. They were like, okay, I've had enough of not being in a band but touring with you and I'll yeah. go on break. Whereas I think this has been more like, no, no, it's that guy. He's been in, he's been on the band for 23 years. And, and he's, cool. kicked, he's the kicked on to their, their kids' show as well. So mm. they've got the Pogo Go show now. So um, I've got to say the last three times I've seen them have been with my six-year-old. Nice. Um, <laughs> yep. They do kids' songs. They release an album. Um, so they do do some of their songs from their original albums. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the lyrics are changed yeah. <laughs> so much so that my nieces only just learned that what's at the end of Satan's rainbow yes. is, is Satan's rainbow and not Santa's rainbow. Nice. Oh. So they change the words to make them more family friendly. Family friendly, yeah. And yeah. Have to, right? I had written those lyrics down. Yeah. So we'll check with Luke buddies, except you did say Satan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So Satan's rainbow for the grown ups, Santa's yes. rainbow for the yeah. lilies. Mm. They yeah. should um, they should do one of those tiny toddler gigs that the the Trifford puts on. Oh, they'd be, oh, very, well, they'd be very cool. Ben did. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Ben nice. did his solo there. Yeah. He played with Tim Rogers. Oh, nice. Um, my daughter, I think she tolerated Ben because right. she knew how much I wanted to be there. But once it got to Tim, she was like, I'm out. I'm going outside for colouring <laughs> in. Didn't and like she Tim. dragged me out and my nieces stayed, had a great time. But mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like Tim's got that like that style on stage that you really either get. I don't, I don't think it would appeal <laughs> to kids, even if the songs were like kid-friendly songs. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> George, 
Hello. Had you heard of Regurgitator or Unit before we popped it before Kelly popped it in the group chat? So I had heard of Regurgitator as being like a Brisbane iconic band because I used to volunteer at Four Triple Z and put radio shows on, um, and there's quotas that you have to meet about like mm-hmm. where you've Aussie got music. like yeah. Aussie music, yeah. local music, and local music like Brisbane music, and also if you've got like female members and stuff like that, um, and so at times they've had female members in the band and so you were like man I can hit four of these quotas with one crack <laughs> bang got it yeah <laughs> tick, like tick, nailed tick. it yeah awesome. absolutely so, um, but I hadn't quick, quick really... shout out to Saya who's been a previous host on, guest on the podcast and she was with on in Regurgitator's lineup for a little while absolutely and Saya is an absolute babe yeah. of human being an incredible synth player and has played um, this album on one of their tours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, like, has done synthy stuff. So, that's yeah. cool. Um, but, um, I actually saw The Gurgitator because I went to go and see um, a, what could be no, uh, an iconic Brisbane gig back in the 20th of May, 22, Stress of Leisure, Scream Feeder, Regurgitator, mm-hmm. all wow. in one lineup at the Princess Theatre in Wollongabba. And I was like, well, I'm going to that then. <laughs> um, yes. And it was the first time I saw Regurgitator. Um, but they didn't have synthes. So no. um, oh. I haven't had synths on stage for a while. I know. So they didn't have synthes. And I was like, I wanted synthes. So, um, they didn't provide you with what you required. No. They, I, think, I think they just play backing tracks on some stuff, don't they? They just have it fed yeah, in from the side they, of stage yeah. when they need to. They yeah. do. And then they just have like solid bants yeah. between them. It's just banter. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> it's half banter, half music. I love um, it. The love entire it. show. So, um, they can do no wrong, can they? Oh, that is true. That is true. They did have a keytar. Had a guitar player for a couple of years. Mm. Shane, I think his name was. Cool. So apparently, he's a music teacher now. <laughs> there we go. There you you go. can mm. teach a guitar. That'd be awesome. Like <laughs> School of Rock. Yeah. Um, sweet. So I knew of Regurgitator, but hadn't necessarily heard the album. No. So I'd never listened to the actual album. Um, oh, wow. I'd heard random tracks. Yep. Um, and um, I don't know if I've listened to any of these particular tracks. Oh, obviously, I have if I've seen them live. Yeah. yeah. Um, they definitely but, play um, a lot of this stuff. Because they would have played this. Yeah. Um, but by the time they were on, there was so much of the crowd right at the front, like singing along. I was like backed away to the back <laughs> with my drink, like the safely. That was the old person at the back, quietly appreciating the music. Nice. Mm. So and wondering where the yeah. synths were. Yeah. I'm wondering where the synths <laughs> were. Pondering. Because I was thinking to myself, I'd already met Saya at this point, so yes, I knew she's Saya an expectation, was... right? So oh, I, I, you got context is. <laughs> so I was thinking it's going to be a synth-heavy band, mm-hmm. and then they played, and I was just like, no, you're just three dudes. Yeah. And I was like, where are the synths? Yeah. So um, I was like holding my burden. And you've wrestled with this for a while. Yes, I have. <laughs> and I've been waiting for this moment in time to share this fact. Let it go. I As, don't want to let it go. I know. I don't want to be frozen. Yeah. I want. I was <laughs> trying to lead it there. But yeah, I know, thank just, you. Uh, but no, I want them to bring back synths on tour. Okay. 
That's okay. Well, that's hopefully, if they listen, yeah, yeah. we'll tag them in the post when they go out. Yeah. They've they're, got they're active online, so we'll, when we go when we go live with this episode, they've got like one week until they play their Brisbane show. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So to ponder, it, it they, might be a bit their late choices. By then for, they'll be on. Bring us in no, no, no. They'll just call Sarah, and she'll be like, <laughs> "I'll help you out, guys." Okay, if I see Sarah on stage. When I'm at that gig, I'll know <laughs> that they've listened to why? the show. You'll know why. There you go. Thanks very there much. There you go. Cool. Requesting but has been made. Grant. You've been waiting. Same song, second verse. Yes. No. <laughs> um, so my wife had has seen them mm-hmm. at various... Of course she they are. They're just she around. They're just around. Yes, she's, yeah. she's yeah. Aussie. Um, so I and 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 to be honest, I've, I'm sure I've read the name on set lists looking at when... Big Day Arts were out and they were on there. Mm-hmm, um, so I'd certainly heard of them and had, had there's a familiarity about a couple of the songs. Like, oh, I've, I've definitely heard this before and that before. But no, I've never seen them live um, and I wouldn't have certainly have been able to name a song to, yeah. to them. So, yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Liam. Hello. How about you? Surely you and Boy. you championing. Being a Brisbane based. And Brisbane all. based yeah. and you're like, Fuck, Australia's the best um, all the time. Yes. So you, and everything. I'm, <laughs> so exactly. I'm going to put money that not only had you heard this, you've heard of Regurgitator, but you'd heard well, this album and maybe even own it. 1997 release, of course. Like, maybe own it. Yeah, he totally would own it. 100 million percent I own yeah, this album. Course. There you go. I this put money right, down. This was right when I was starting to actually listen to Start Good Music in 1997. This was all over the radio. <laughs> Two, three singles. I'm like, so I think it was. Uh, I forgot what the name of the first song is. That's terrible. So um, the um, everyday I, formula. No, was not the first that one. Everyday song. formula and black bugs. Bang bang black bugs, done for sure. Hundred yeah. percent. I'm like, yep, that's my two singles. That's all I need. I'm I love that, that. So that's Liam Formula. Yep. Two he singles and buys the album. Two singles by the yep. album. Yeah. yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I'm starting yeah. to go. That's to, the criteria. And I'm starting to go to Big Day Outs and Livids and that's sort of yes. stuff. And they're all yeah. first you know, year out of school. First year out of school. But you were a king. Yeah. Hundred percent. I was all over this album. And it's and Brisbane based. You'd be like. But oh. have you followed their career? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. I've got. I've got the first oh, four albums. <laughs> I stopped listening. Yeah. I, I've listened to the other ones after that. I've still gone and seen them. I said earlier, you know, the 20th anniversary shows, the 15th you anniversary saw. shows, going to uni, yeah, going and seen them. Seen them so at 97 least. through to the early 2000s yeah, yeah. and seen then the, the seen them anniversary least, tours. Basically. Yeah, seen them cool. at least 10 times, like just cool. all over it. Love them. Love this Love this album. Love their live show. Um, on the So the, the album that always got me into indie music was the compilation of the Hottest 100 from 1996. Yes. Which has oh, a yeah. song from their album the before, before this. That's right. Which is called I Sucked a Lot of Cock to Get Where I Am. And just that, you know, just that the boldness of just yeah, saying that's that stuff. that's really rude. It is really rude. <laughs> uh, well, and we, we can talk about what, rude as well yeah. when we get to this in, album. Introducing that idea of like that cynicism of like, it yes. wasn't just saying the word for the sake of it, but also like these are the things that I did to get around. It's like it's a music industry song. It's like, a you know, lots of other industries where you have to do these things to get ahead. I know, but you're nicer than that. <laughs> yeah, you are nicer than well, you go, are now. Does I didn't he go, bleep when he sings the song when he, when it's live? Do, do you put the bleep in or do you sing the, you know? <laughs> oh, I don't think I sing along to these guys very much. Yeah, well, you should. I probably should. It's good for the song. But yes, well across this album. Yeah, I guessed it. I was well just like, this. I thought when, so for record sake, um, Carly <laughs> changed her album. <laughs> so you originally had a different album, which I've forgotten. Yeah, so I originally Faith no chose More. Faith, Faith No, no More, yes. Angel Dust. 
Yeah, and, and then you went, fuck that, yeah. we're going to take do a this unit. Properly. I had to do an Australian. And I went, all right, I know who they are and they're Australian, so I feel like I'm going to have one up on Grant on this one. Yeah. So, whereas <laughs> if it was Faith No More, he'd like completely screw me. I need the cover, basically. Oh, fair okay. So I'm easy, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's like the worst song yeah. on the album. Oh, See, I thought about that album and I picked it apart in my brain and I thought, that's not a flawless album in my mind. Mm. Unit is a flawless album in my mind. Sweet. So, so, and that's why you're here, right? Yeah. That's why I'm here wearing that's the shirt correct. with the yellow dot. So it was you own other. Oh, sorry, you own other shirts. Regurgitator. Not regurgitator. I was thinking about this. Uh-huh. I've got so many band shirts, but this is the only one that I got of theirs. So they re-released the album, rebooted after a couple of years. Mm-hmm. A couple of years, I think it was. Yeah, maybe oh, even this longer. This one was a re-something. Yeah, and then um, they, and then they had bl- red, blue, and green dots on the covers of the album. So there was three different rebooted versions of Unit uh-huh. okay. that had red, blue, and green. So I assume there's red, blue, and green shirts out there as well. Yeah, oh, this one was a recent one. Yeah. So yeah, there there's been a few remasters. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and and special versions and extracting that sort of stuff. maximum we'll value. Absolutely. Talk a bit more about it as we go. That boy's got to eat. Hey, it's correct. Do <laughs> <laughs> you like my book? So it was recorded between May and August 1997 <laughs> in a studio called the Dirty Room. Yeah. Which wow. they actually set them set up themselves. They actually just found an old dilapidated warehouse in the valley here. So yeah, iconic Brisbane thing. Just yeah. Could walk there from here, literally. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, just set it up and did it. And they recorded with our producer Magoo. Good old. Who Magoo. was a well known. He was he was Brisbane. He was, he was absolutely based. Yeah, yeah, he still yeah. is. Oh yeah. no, he's at Sunshine Coast now. Yes, yeah. But he actually won the best engineer, mm-hmm. best producer for this album as well. Yeah. The Aria. Cool. So yeah, Doctor Magoo did really good things in mm. Australian bands of the time. Yeah. So that was what I was going to talk about because what Magoo did with these guys and with a few other bands, I think, was introduce the idea of the ele- more electronic sound. Yeah. So I think yeah. before this sort of in the sort of the earlier to mid nineties. Indie rock was very much dude with guitars, pub mm-hmm. rock sort of stuff. And then Magoo was like, well, what? A-? These bands put a first album out because it happened to Spider Bait as well. And it happened to a couple of others where they That's were right. like, they'd put out early stuff. They'd make enough money to be able to get an investment for their next, like, you don't just have to record with whatever you've got lying around. You can actually make decisions to go out and get more stuff. And they would go out and they'd get more synthy instruments. And a lot of that stuff came through. Magoo was the guy who produced a lot of those albums. So it was these guys, was Custard. He produced a couple of later Custard albums where their sound tweaked a little. And it was, yeah, that idea that people who, like the idea might have been super foreign. because like, oh, no, Australian indie music lovers just want pub rock dudes with guitars thrashing and moshing. And I think he was more like, they'll dance. They'll dance to synthy stuff as well as rocking out to pub rock stuff. So I think he really had a huge effect that doesn't get talked about that much. And it opens with synths. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. You can't get away from it. Synths are there in layers. Mm. There are And I can can appreciate you going to the concert then and just being like, hang on, what's going on? Where are my synths? How do I reconcile this? Yeah, like how can you play I like your old stuff better than your new stuff without Without synths? love Mm. on... Yeah, I think they had a lot of, I think they said they had a lot of new toys mm-hmm. and they were oh, sort okay. of playing with all sorts of bits and pieces that they yeah. found. Martin was very much like DIY, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, create new things out of, you know, whatever they had. Yeah. And um, I think they said that he was really money savvy as well. So they might have got a bit of money from the record company, but I think they still 
did mm. it kind of on the cheap. On like, the cheap, yeah. Hence why the little shed that they yeah. um, recorded Hired in. Recorded yeah. Because yeah. their they first album. They got locked down the week after they recorded it, oh, apparently. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the first album got a bit of attention. So they would have had a little bit of money, like yeah. not like dead broke going into a recording sort of thing. So they sort of would yeah. have gone from cool. there. Um, but yeah, so I like your old stuff better than your new stuff. Mm. Such a perfect opening song yes. when you're going to be like changing your sound. So the first album is not pure rock. It's not just – there are a little bit of electronic elements in there but nothing to this level. I did have to listen to – because I was thinking is this a reflection on yourself or is this a reflection of others? So I did listen to the first album and mm. I was like, oh, okay. I mm. see what you're doing here. Yeah. You're literally – this is a tongue-in-cheek – Absolutely. Like throwing it straight out in your face, opening yeah, it's track. It's different. Like yeah, yeah. we it's... we are opening with layered synthesizers and um, fuck what you thought what we were doing before. Sorry, mm-hmm. not this sorry. Yeah. Soz, not soz, as yeah. the young folks say. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As young people say. It was a preemptive so, strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you just neuter anyone from being able to yeah. say that with a like yeah. legitimately, I oh, know we don't like you anymore. We liked your old stuff. It's like, yeah, we knew you were going to say that. Yeah. We don't so care. Here is yeah. the song. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. here, yeah. But the vocals are still the same mm. and there are harmonies in the chorus, um, which I always appreciate. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it gets stuck in your head though, doesn't mm. it? Jeez, so the, ha- the vocals on the verses are fed through like they're that really high-pitched whine. Like you, you almost can't recognise them as words. Like it's yeah, just yeah. so that. And then the chorus is just Quan singing his normal singing voice. Yes. Yeah, see, Which I don't is... know about the technical side of things. As, mm. as I said before, I'm not a musician, but I know that when Quan wrote the music, he recognised that his voice couldn't get as high yeah. as it needed to be. So they did some tricky, technically kind of computery things mm. well, you with his voice. Basically, all you have to do is plug your words into a synth and play the note and it will replicate that word in that note. Mm. Yeah. That's all you have to do. It's yeah. as simple as that. And so they would have like been able to just create whatever they want because they do it throughout the album. Mm. And mm. they have yeah. that like synth voice. Um, and yeah, they can like hit the highest or lowest note that you want to do yeah. by like manipulating it with like electronic music, which is why electronic music is fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think Ben actually sings a lot of the songs now that Quan recorded in the higher pitch. Ah, uh, okay. So Quan's voice doesn't quite get there anymore. Doesn't get maybe. there live. Yeah. 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 The funniest thing about this song is then, um, so this was released as a single? No, this one didn't get in there. Um, a year later they released I Like Your Old Remix Better Than Your New Remix, <laughs> which was this song played as a rock song, like no synths. And just played pure guitar, wow. and then tw- and then tweaked the lyrics a bit about to be more like rock sort of stuff. Those cheeky little it buggers. It was so funny. Oh. And then that song got to number twenty-seven in the hottest one hundred of nineteen ninety-eight. So right. it was <laughs> just right. like people just loved like yeah, it was the, the embracement, the embracing of that idea of like we don't care about your old stuff, you know, we we totally embrace your new stuff. Was just people were just so bored with it. It was great. Yeah, I think it was um, Quan who actually said that. He was going to gigs after that first album and it was all blokes, big kind of blokey blokes Mm, who were like kind of getting into fights and stuff like that and they wanted to change who were were coming to the gigs and they wanted people to dance. They wanted people to like be at their gigs Mm -hmm. and lighten the mood a bit. Very different vibe to, yeah. yeah, I think this was a really good way of doing it. Just before they put the, ready to record the album, they 
actually went over to a tour and did the US tour with Helmet and the Melvins. That's right. Oh, wow. And, um, okay. and Yon Kwan said, I remember being completely frightened the whole time. They were real hard asses. Helmet were a little army unit and their fans were fucking really intense, really aggressive guys. Yeah, really full on. So maybe it did have an effect. Like they just, I think that's where they were yeah. like, we don't want this. We yep. we want to be as that far away them. from this as possible. So we're going to synth it up and have, have dance parties. Yeah. And then um, later you- on, 2000, uh, their manager, Paul Curtis, said that Yeomans had also said, thank God Grinspoon came along because they took all the male angst away from our shows. <laughs> wow. So like all the, yeah. all the people who loved that dirty, blokey rock, yes. which Grinspoon ended up evolving into a different thing as well. I don't exactly. think they were that interested in it, but yeah. their sound was more that and people gravitated more that way. Funny, following the, the chronology of it all, right? Mm. From, it's, that's very interesting. But okay. the track moves into Everyday Formula. Yeah, mm. which, it was the first single. Which is really good because it is that full rock band sound. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like... It's formulaic rock and then going, this is us, doing what we're supposed to. Yeah. And like throwing it back in your face. Like, we've already tricked you with the synths, but now we're going, ta-da, we can still do what we did before. Mm. Um, but there are the do-do-do's. Yeah. Which I'll Can I say lyric buddy? Can you, can you lyric buddy a do do do? Yeah, lyric buddy a do do do. Yeah, so the female vocals and that's like, and so is it Juan who does the vocals? Yeah, are they share? They, 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 they share, but yeah. the, when you well, say female vocals, I reckon that was Quan going do do do. Oh, okay. Well, that was just cute as hell. Yeah. He loves cute stuff. So he loves pop music. Him and we've done Spider Bait many, many years ago, five years ago now. Janet English from Spider Bait, they were together for a little while and they had a band called Happy Land where they just made this super sugary pop, <laughs> just absolute pure pop music. It was very cool. And you yeah. owned it all. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was actually absolutely. those two Proudly. that did the mm. album cover for Unit. Yeah. So they called themselves The Shits yeah. and they won the ARIA for the best cover and it was Quan and Janet. Who oh, designed it? Yeah. That's really they were cute. a super cute couple back in the day. But mm. um, I think Quan actually um, mentions in interviews how she's really influenced like his songwriting and his approach because she was like super feminist and a really strong character, and mm-hmm. that's really given him a lot to think about and a lot to kind of write about as well. Mm-hmm. Which is why a lot of his commentary is like very, you know, feminist and very. I don't know how you would describe it, angsty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is he a riot girl at heart, do you think? I've seen him in a dress, so mm. maybe. Fair enough. Cool. Cool. Um, Carly, other songs you oh. would like to hit on, some highlights? What, yes. is, what do you reckon? Um, so you as 13 to choose from, right? <laughs> as I mentioned before in Black Bugs, um, so that is nice. their most popular or most played live song. Okay. okay. Um, nice. I don't know if they're counting it when they play it with Pogo Go Show, but mm-hmm. um, they, they, that's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's, it's a great song. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm glad that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's literally about playing video games. It is, Ben. Which I really about enjoy. It. Yeah. Because I play video games every day, and like, if I was still in a band, I think I would actually have to play a song about playing video games. <laughs> it was and a game done it. called Two Rock Dinosaur Hunter. Nice. That Which... Ben used to play when he was a kid. So yeah, it was Aww. all it was all basically around that computer game. I like how literal that was, though. Yes. As well, <laughs> there was like no subtext. no hidden meanings there. No, nothing. <laughs> it was like literally like black bugs, like ah. The black bugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The and then mm. it's video game. Done. Yeah. So he says, 
He, like that it's an addiction thing too so it sounds it's really cute so mm. the, a lot of the themes of the album are around artificiality and being sold and like you're a unit you're a product you're being sold and you're being sold too and it's like oh it's a cute little thing about video games but it's also about addiction like he literally can't stop playing and there are bugs coming out of the tv to come and swarm all over him and he can't not see them so i think it's really cool like they they hide it really well like it's a really very cynical album which i don't it's not always hidden because there's some stuff in here that's like super obviously cynical and just looking at like that artificiality and that plasticality. But this one is one where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a cute song about video games, but it's also about addiction to something that someone has sold you and that you can't put it down. Oh, well, yeah. thanks for ruining it for me. It's got a really cute <laughs> video clip too. It's you should go awesome and check out the video. Clip. Like, it's the all, video clips are just sensational. I think a lot of so it's, like, it's all cute animation, little yeah. video game characters and bugs and stuff like that. It's very cool. However, the world of sleaze. Yeah. What do you think of world of sleaze? <laughs> so they use all of the naughty words. They do. Mm. I didn't so, write any lyrics down because I was like, I'm not going to be able to say them, so I'm just not going to write them just down. Gonna, don't write them. I didn't yeah, write so the I letters. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't write put them. put them here You've if got... anyone wants me to say them. <laughs> no, D I didn't. D and C and yeah. S and B. And yeah, they said all the naughty yeah. words. Um, and they had on the album artwork as well, they had like um, on the Spotify version, like this album is not for the under 18s it is not safe for the um, youth blah 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 and I had a look at it and I was like is it though because like for what is it though and then, so, then you listen and then I listened and went uh, oh okay you're teaching young children all of the bad words <laughs> so um, and when I was talking to my partner about it and I described this song he said is it like when I was four and I discovered the word bum Mm. And I was like, yes, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Like that, but even it was, for... It's like exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, just... it's so cute. How it's like you... a four-year-old saying bum and going, hee-hee. <laughs> I just said bum. <laughs> so, uh, which happened with his own actual kids. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that uses all the naughty words. But the backing vocals have effects on them. It's a really big chorus. We've got our intro, that's sweet vocals again. Um, not for kids. No. Not for kids, but Apparently, it's got a pocket and double tick. Nice. Oh, Make it that easy. There you Make go. it that easy. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fair nice. enough. And well, it's not something it that a younger me would have done. <laughs> <laughs> apparently it wasn't for Alan Jones and his ilk because they tried to get the album banned. Right. He's Some a of complex the Christian character writer. as well. Oh, is he complex or is he just... just straight straight up up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is he just a We can be an anti-Alan Jones podcast. That's fine. We don't have to stra okay. straddle both yeah. sides here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of course, if you try to get something banned and you try to take it off the shelves, it came out. It's like fanning a what flame sometimes. What is going to happen? Yeah. 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 Are going to love it? The kids... Time platinum, that's yeah. my album. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. And friends. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Without oh. that help. Yeah. Free market, exactly. which is no such thing as bad, as bad publicity. Every yeah. year, Brisbane Library puts out a list of books that are banned in schools. And really? says that, and these are the 
the song band in schools and you that you can get including them. songs b- books and songs sorry. no mm-hmm. just band the uh, books, books just yeah. books that are banned in schools so you can get them and so um you get them from your local library and it gets like loads of retweets so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like loads of libraries all over the world do it by that by just saying this book has been banned in your school guaranteed that kid's gonna pick up 1984 and be like you are the big brother yeah. <laughs> it's already here but yeah. you, you talked about using these words as like a tee-hee-hee, I said a bad word, but there's more to it. Like they're actually describing this world of that's filled with sex, and, but like it, sex sells and we use sex to sell everything, but then we don't talk about it. Like we go, mm. where we pretend, oh no, the world is too pure. And as soon as someone actually says, hey, the world's full of sex, it's like, oh no, shush, 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 oh, quiet yeah. that person, Let's you're over there. Yeah. But yeah. it's still filled with sex and it's like sex is used to sell everything and it, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... So it's the spiritual successor for me to suck a lot of cock to get where I am is like that idea of people have to use their sexuality and use their sex to do whatever they have to do. Whatever it takes, Liam. Which leads me to the question, Liam. Yes. Would you lick my (laughs) arsehole? No, I would not. Thank you. (laughs) It's taken this long for a question like that. Yeah. I thought you'd never ask. And it's a polite but firm decline. Yeah, no, I mean, I hope you'd never ask. Um, um, but what a song. This is such a nerd fest, this song. Yeah. Like, I've never proclaimed... Like, I don't play computer games, so I'm not nerdy type. But, I mean, they, <laughs> they refer to a Doctor Who assistant, so, a Sesame Street character, yeah. um, a Japanese toy writer. Mm-hmm. So, so there's, there's two references to Doctor Who. So he says, I've got the special effects like the BBC. So that was always the thing about right. the Doctor Who was oh, always had no. terrible special effects. Yep. And then I'm tough under pressure, just like Sarah, Sarah Jane, Jane Smith. Smith who was a Doctor Who companion, who was well known for just screaming a lot. <laughs> like as soon as aliens or monsters showed up, like that was <laughs> a thing. And, and like, yeah, it was a big, like not in a really bad way, but that was just one of her things that she intended to do a lot. So like, yeah, this, this is definitely my favorite song on the album. Is it? It's, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. This is amazing. I love this song so much. Like it's but just. But you're a total geek as well, aren't you? Yes. So, so I'm like picking yeah. this stuff. We have our second ever Ingwie Malmsteen reference. So it was referenced in the Fun Live and Criminals album we did the other week, and then he's on this album he references it again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so okay. we've got our second Ingwie Malmsteen reference. Like- the vocals are like rapping. Yes, it's hundred percent the hip hop. But like, not mm. not like a black guy rapping. It's not. It's not bravado. It's not no. like chest beating bravado hip hop, which you get a lot of. Yeah. It's more like I'm like I'm weak and I'm small and you know big things scare me, which also comes from the third song, song formerly known as as well as like I'm not this big chest beating guy. I'm scared and I run and I'm not. You know, it's kind of like I can I can rap. It's yeah. There's a cool little overlap of like things I'm good at. But also things that I'm not not great at. Yeah, but like so so there's sweet vocals and some, and then he's like, I'm rapping, rapping, rapping. But also, am I? Am I rapping? Am I good enough? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's kind of like got like like twinge to it of like going. I'm trying to like use my chops here mm-hmm. um, on this particular track. Um, and look, I'm using swear words, um, yeah. which totally gives me reps with the kids. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, I will never know his in- intent, but I think it's I've just listened. They... I have listened. Yeah, I think it's just they don't, like, they just don't think that they're, you know, oh, we're the best, we're an awesome band, everyone should listen to us. They're just like, hey, we're just guys who are fucking around. 
And if you like that, cool. But if you don't like it, you know, we're not that worried about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they say that a lot when you hear interviews with them and reflections on when they were making the album, um, that they they weren't there to sell records. They didn't really, you know, they were just having fun mm-hmm. and mucking about and listening to a lot of, what did they say? They were listening to a lot of Don Henley at the time. Mm. <laughs> so, and Prince, obviously. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about yeah. track number three, right? Track yes. three, yes. What a song. Yes. Formerly known as. Song formerly known as. Song formerly known as. So exclamation mark, the song yes. formerly known as. Yeah, um, Number six in the hottest 100 of that year. So right. absolute barn burner. Everybody loved it. Yeah. Which is great because it's like that, again, it's that anti-hard, hard living, hard rock, hard partying anthem. It's like, I don't like those things. I just yeah, yeah. want to stay at home and I want to hang out. And I was like... Well, dance and There were lyrics that jumped out at me. You won't see me It's like nice lyric buddies. Lyric buddies, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, like I was just like, oh my god, that's me. Like yeah. I've got, <laughs> I've got those comfort pants that you don't wear in public, or it's that you might use to pick up your Uber Eats, um, <laughs> and uh, that's what I dance in in my living room. Um, but then I really enjoy at the end the thank you, Mr. DJ. Yeah. yeah like that was really cool but yeah that um so that was the fourth single as Mm -hmm. well of the album what did you think of it i'm interested fourth single prince yeah funky guitar and then the the writings get bad but i I had lyrics to it the effect of things things do get no better better than you and me yeah so that's the, that's the whole thing is like it doesn't yeah. yeah I'd rather just be hanging out in, yeah. my, in my home with the no, I, I really liked it liked, um, liked that one as well but I, it, as I heard it well you read the title and I was like that's going to be taking a take on Prince song yeah. or yeah. Symbol yeah. Or, and, it, and it absolutely was yeah. it builds yep. up in the bridge before the last verse like there's like it's orchestral but it's not actually orchestral it's just synth stuff and then you get that whole crowd singing that's right like it's oh, a real okay. boom, yeah. boom, that's right and it's like the whole crowd sing along moment in the show, like you know the whole yeah. And it starts it. with them just speaking in the studio. Is that, is that the one? No, that's, oh, that's um, I piss alone. Oh, I piss alone. I think. Right. Is it no? One, one two three four. Starts. One two three four. Sorry, is yeah. the one that starts yes. with them. One, two, three, yeah, four. so it's yeah. literally oh, just sorry. them talking. Like they've just turned the recording on. And just see and what then, happens. Exactly. And then they just blast out this punk rock for 50 seconds of... It's mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which uh, is funny because when I was um, 13, I was in love with a boy who was 16 and he was in a band, right? So, obviously, he was the best boy in the world. <laughs> um, and uh, he wrote a what song. Position, oh, what position? What he played, He was the drummer. Of all things, oh, right. and yet, and I was into the drama, not the guitarist yes. or, the yeah, singer. or the lead. Yeah, yeah. Lead so, um, oh, okay. but um, he, uh, they wrote me a song, and it was a one-second song called G, and it was in the chord of G, and they just shouted G, and he, he hit the drums to G, and it was for me because my name is George. 
And so um, that being a 50 second Young song, lust, I mean, love is a beautiful thing. Oh, it was so fucking beautiful. Uh, um, but yeah, but that whole thing reminded me of that shouty punky thing that you write for your mate with your one, two, three, four. You make a lot of noise and uh, do what you can in under a minute. And you're like, yeah, we fucking did it. And then track it on the album. Yeah. Carly, we're actually running close to time. Yeah. So we? have any other we, we've there's Call so much the stuff we ones. haven't talked well, yet. Well we have to talk about just another beautiful story, surely. Yeah. A, well what what do you got, Carly? Oh, what do you wanna I really wanted to talk about modern life and okay. oh, yeah. there's a drum beat on that. Double tick that when it plays, it takes me back to Livid ninety six. Nice. Which was, incidentally, I think the first time I saw them. What so, 96, forgive me. Mm, so Livid, Livid was the okay. Brisbane Festival. You probably yeah. heard about it. No, I Over at never, Davies Park at no, I wasn't um, there yet. West, West End. End. So it started, yep. And then first moved to the RNA. First time I ever saw Regurgitator Live, everybody played there. Okay. Powderfingers and your tumbleweeds and your silver chairs. But there were also international acts as well. So it moved over to the Echo Showgrounds okay. eventually. Um, but back then, Regurgitator played 96, but... The drum beat on this particular song takes me back to that moment and it must have been a band that was playing earlier on in the day and as you approach, this was my first big festival and all I could hear was this drum beat and it got my heart racing and that's what I still get when I hear Modern Life. Nice. Wow. What a credit to them. Beat. Well done, yeah. guys. It got a heart that's awesome. me. It got mm. a heart. It got a little heart. Have yeah. you seen the, the film clip? guitars and drums, sweet vocals, rocky chorus and like just like powerful, beautiful yeah, song. it's one of my favourites. And the film clip, if you go down to, um, not Ann Street, the one that's parallel to Ann Street, where the zoo is. Um, zoo's, on it. zoo's on Ann it Street. It is Ann Street. Yep. So the woman actually walks down nearby where Tim Guitars used to be and across down that street and stands in the middle near that big car park. Nice. And it's the most Brisbane film clip. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. really nice. Can I just say, I own... An innovation space in Charlotte Street in Brisbane, which I use for like corporate events and stuff like that. However, um, Screen Feeder recorded some of their documentary in my innovation space. So I'm like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm part of punk rock royalty of Brisbane because they use my space. Queensland. Yeah, Queensland, yeah, Queensland, just because they did that. East Coast. So now I can go to Ann Street and walk down and just be like, yeah, I'm part of Regurgitator now. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's a magic film clip. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, George, you said it, it album ends on just another beautiful story. Yeah. Beautiful way longest, to end the album. Longest track, right? Longest it track, is, slow, spaced out. Sergeant um, Peppersy. It is very Sergeant Peppersy. Mm. That's what I had oh, too, yeah. like the last couple of things. It does, it, lyrically as well, um, it's got like almost lifting from the Beatles. Which I just heard and I was just like, oh, that's a really cool way of just being like life and death and mm. all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like that, like all I am and all I'll ever be just reminds me of like um, another track from the 60s and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> um, but 
Oh no, Pink Floyd. Sorry, it reminds me of Pink Floyd. Um, but yeah, it's a really beautiful thing. So it's got like synthesizers and the full band, really sweet vocals, synth solo, drum roll yeah. um, so, in there. So it's the perfect amalgamation of their two styles from mm. the rest of the album. So it starts off really spacey with the synth. Like it feels like you're actually going in space and he talks yeah. about going into outer space. But then the chorus is like bang, drum, guitar, doom. Dum, dum. and then like just fades out of that into like the big spacey synth stuff again so it's like that idea of like hey we can still do both these two styles and they actually work together in one song if yeah. we if we work at it sure. it's really beautiful yeah so they uh they did a good job with that beautiful that's yeah. a good that could have only been an outro song yes oh you Absolutely. couldn't put anything yeah, after so. that that would it be you could put perfect. anything after it and you could have put it like anywhere else in the album no, like no, no. it like, was the perfect day everything else yeah. is like two or three minutes long and mm. it was like yeah definitely like their their epilogue to the record and the record how long was the record in total 38 minutes 38 i think minutes? 38 that's a good length 30, oh, yeah. 36 17 or something yes yes cool Carly, any other songs you want to hit or anything else you want to add before we go to your final pitch? Uh, I think I'm ready to pitch. I think you're ready? Yeah, okay, cool. Give us your um, final pitch on oh, George and Grant. Anything else that was no, we're good. burning no, a I hole in your soul if we don't say it? No, we're cool. I just really enjoy the fact that they have a song called Mr. T. Um, <laughs> like, that was nice. Yeah, just like, why not? Yeah. Why not have a song called Mr. T? It doesn't cool. have to be related to him at all. No. But like have it's a song called Mr. T. Setting your sisters free. So I don't yes, think it and was I wrote about that. Mr. T. No, no. I wrote Set Your Sisters Free. Yeah. Yeah, and, but it's quandary. I thought I actually thought that was a bit sultry. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Like his oh. swing style's like sultry in that one. And um um one line is vocal and guitar like in harmony. Like they sing, like just at the end of the line, they have um, the guitar and vocals doing exactly the same thing, nice. but like not for the whole track, like not for the whole like verse. It's just this one line, and I was like, "Ooh, that that hits you. That's good." So yes, it was a really nice thing to listen to. Cool. Mm. Okay, then Carly, we're ready. Give us your final pitch on Regurgitator's okay. unit. So I've come full circle on this album in the last week. So at first I thought, is it going to be an album that appeals to two people who are not from Brisbane originally, who weren't here in the time of when it was in big? In the prime. Yeah. When it was... Because to me, is it is it a time and place thing? Mm-hmm. Is it something that others won't get? Is it something that, you know, a 40-something-year-old from Brisbane who was a kind of awkward and uh, very kind of well yeah i guess we all were at 20 weren't we yeah just think in totality i was probably my most confident when i was 20 and (laughs) i've just degenerated since then (laughs) i guess yeah for me it was i i came full circle and went no i absolutely still love this album and picking it apart over the last week has made me love it even more so Good. Um, I forgive them for inspiring me to buy some silver vinyl pants at an op shop (laughs) that I then wore to the zoo. (laughs) And we all know how cool and refreshing it is at the zoo. (laughs) Um, Because of this album about Polyester Girl, about all this kind of 80s stuff, I went all the way back to the kind of 80s kind of fashion at the time. So 
But lyrically and musically, it still holds up. Like I still, I still absolutely adore this album. Um, it's still relevant. It's still danceable. I will still dance to it in two weeks' time when I go to see them do the 25th anniversary tour. Jeez. It's an album that transcends time and space and it <laughs> uh, has become a cult classic and, in my humble opinion, is flawless. Jeez. Nice. Sweet. That was a Great really pitch. nice you, rendition. Um, yeah. You top that one up. Yeah. George. Hello. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down for Regurgitator's unit. So Regurgitator unit. So, um, what I didn't say when I went to go and see them live is during, so Stress of Leisure played first, and I know them, friends of them, went to go and watch them. Scream Queens feeder, friends with a couple of them, uh, went to go and see them, um, bought some vinyl, and I was really excited for Regurgitator, and there were no synths. And so I was like, okay, well, what are you going to do for me without synths? <laughs> um, but um, I think that, um, is it Ben and Juan? Yeah, mm-hmm. Ben and Juan, yeah. They are so friendly with each other. They've known each other so long that it felt like the gig became a frat house. And um, their banter between each other was so on the edge of being like, um, like I, I can't think of the word, but like edge of acceptable. Um, and um, it put me off. And so I actually left during Regurgitator. So mm-hmm. I left the gig. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm fine with what I've seen. Um, but then when you brought the album, I was like, but I'll give it a crack. And I was like, synthy time. So um, fully involved in all of their musicianship and fully involved in so many of these tracks um, and um, really enjoyed listening to it end to end. But um, I couldn't get over the frat boy mindset with the world of sleaze and... I will lick your asshole because for me it just felt like they were taking the liberties that they could take as guys in the scene and they really put me off. So if I was to listen to the album, I would probably make a playlist of their Rocky songs, a playlist of their synthy songs, and mm-hmm. then remove a couple of tracks so um, I couldn't make it a flawless album, but I could make it something that I appreciate is a Brisbane iconic album. So, or an Australian iconic album. Yeah, like it's bigger than Australian, that. Yeah, Australian sure. iconic album. Yeah. Like, and they did push boundaries and they did like cross over genres. Um, and um, like there was bluesy moments and all sorts. And that was really great. But it couldn't be flawless for me because it just pushed some of my buttons in a way that um, I was uncomfortable with. So thank you for bringing it for me, um, but I can't give it a flaws from me. Sorry. Cool. All good. Thank you, George. Thanks, George. Over to Grant. There we go. Final thoughts and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, thank you. So I'd never, as I said, never listened to, it it couldn't have named a regurgitator song. Um, There's a a lot to like, and certainly you've given me more context around what the first album was and you'd listen to the first album. I loved the first five tracks, um, so I enjoyed the World of Sleaze. 
if you again don't necessarily listen to <laughs> you know the, the words around that, I I didn't enjoy I piss alone. I just <laughs> it's a lot. I it, it is a lot. I think I think that, yeah. that's, I personally that's find it relatable. Okay. Because I do not enjoy if there is another woman in the stall next to me, I will hold it. But um, yeah, so I could relate to that, right? Okay. Probably more than the others. And I, right. <laughs> So, so only that one, and um, we didn't even speak about Polyester Girl, which is a cool track as well. Mm-hmm. I can't believe with the whole book. But, um, and um, that end, one, two, three, four. I just thought, do we need this? Probably not. I think you know, the boundary challenges, I didn't I didn't have too much of a problem with. I was like, whoa, okay, mm-hmm. let's look at the, just reading the title. It's You cannot misinterpret track number eight yeah. <laughs> um so i'm gonna say no but mm-hmm. there was a lot there, there genuinely you know a number of double ticks everywhere um everyday formal uh, the black black bugs the world of sleaze polyester girl just another beautiful story i would never have listened to those tracks mm-hmm. um without you proposing it so thank you but i'm My gonna pleasure. say um it's not flawless from mine mm-hmm. liam. liam cool um so yeah like i said know this album very very well bought it when it came out all over it it's actually been on the periphery of me nominating it myself. Wow. Oh. But there's always been something that's been holding me back, which is, so yeah, awesome like music, all that sort of stuff. Yes. The thing that's always held me back is a memory from when I first got the album and I've never liked Polyester Girl. Really? And I don't know why. Is it because it's creepy? It is a bit creepy. It is a bit, but, but that's it's the intention but I think of that the is song. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it is about a woman being the real girl. The he's movie. singing it from the perspective of someone who is creepy, but he's saying this is a creepy person singing this song. So there's no concern yep. about that. And I don't, I don't know why, but it's always just bugged me. And I can never be able to say why. But going back and listening to it, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over that. I, I, I was like, okay. I, had, I probably haven't sat down and listened to the album in a very long time. I just know it really well from having yeah, listened sure. to it a thousand times mm-hmm. when it came out. Twenty plus years, yeah, like years, and right? seeing them all the time. So sure. I was like, yeah, I don't dislike that song. I don't know what because I don't know why I didn't dislike why I disliked it the first time. Yeah, um, okay. But the thing that now got me. So they had a couple more albums after this, and then they had one called Mishmash. And I reviewed Mishmash for the blog that I was writing at the time. Look at yeah. me, I'm talking on my blog, and I didn't like that album at all because it was a mishmash. It was like. Every single thing they just, every single idea just they had, they just everything. threw it at the wall, and then they were just like, "And here's the wall," and it's like, "This isn't an album; it's just like a whole bunch of." Was that the one that they wrote when they were in the bubble thing? No, I think Melbourne? Bubble was after the one after Art. Oh, I see, think. I missed all that. I didn't yeah, live in so, Australia, so so mishmash is just—it's too many ideas. Okay. Mm. And as I was going through this album, I kind of felt the same way. It's too—it's okay. too many different styles. It's rock and it's grunge and it's punk and it's synth eighties stuff. Yeah. And it's like it, and sometimes it just really starts affecting the flow. So it's like you've got that one, two, three, four. So you come out of polyester girl in a Into dancing one, two, kind three, of mood, four. and then you got this one, two, three, four thing where it just scratches away, and then you got Mr. T, which is like I found it like almost shoegazy rock. Yeah, right. And yet that came out of because um, what goes into that goes into just another beautiful, just another story. beautiful story. Yeah, um, from Mr. T. Yeah, so you've got I Piss Alone, which is like starts soft and then ends really hard, flashy. Yeah. Which then goes into Unit, which is just like a spoken word, like really spacey Kid A style piece, which goes into I Will Lick Your Asshole, like a really synthy hip hop. And every song, like the genre feels almost as far from possible as the song that came before it. Yeah. And so 
I'm going to say that it's not flawless for that reason, but normally what we then do is go, oh, if I think if they took this song away or if they did this, it would be. I'm not going to do that because that's this is 100% who they are. They're just like, we had Play all these ideas. Yep. This is it. This is, this is, we loved all these ideas and kudos for them for just going, we love all these things and throwing it up there. But I think it held it back from being a flawless album. My favorite thing um, on the next album, which was called Art, yes. there's a song on there. Do you guys know, remember the TV show, Are You Being Served? Yeah, I love it. There's a there's a song on there that is a five and a half minute remix of the opening theme from Are You Being So, <laughs> which is this, it's like a um, 90, 80s, 90s UK sitcom, uh, all very bawdy and um, very like lots of sex jokes and stuff like that, okay. and it's all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like five minutes of the remix of the theme song from like which is which is like an eight second theme song. Yeah, I was like, like yeah, they they're just these guys who grab an idea and just if they can evolve it enough they're just like yeah we'll throw it up there and we'll see what happens which I think is really cool and noble but it also prevents you from getting sure. a flawless album Okay, so that's why so, I couldn't well give done. it flawless and I think that they are held up as like icons in Australia but they've struggled to make it across the seas probably because of those types no, of things attributes. I think no, they, they didn't did, go they didn't go to the states of like originally because mm. Quan had something in their um, contract because he didn't want to leave Janet for more than I think it was four weeks or something. Oh wow! So right. they didn't want to do the big tours, okay. and I don't think, I think right at the start when they were starting to get big, because they didn't go, then that's window what, window it window. Was, that window. And I, I think they're quite known in Asian countries, though, like Japan. Yeah, they've toured they Japan, Japan and Vietnam, and that's like Thailand. not necessarily Europe, I guess. But yes. yeah, some I of the, saw them some in the, the UK. Yeah, it was. Two or three o'clock in the afternoon at a walkabout <laughs> in Brighton, and there was literally I'm about twenty people there. Yeah, wow. and it was awesome. Yeah, because sure. I was there yeah. without the crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to have banter with them, and that's awesome. Yeah, but they—I think that particular tour they just did Shepherd's Bush and the Astoria, like all the kind of Aussie hangout places yeah. in yeah. the UK. Cool. So yeah, thank you very much for coming along, Carly, and My sharing Good I, I actually kind of want to nominate it because I wanted to hear these guys' thoughts on exactly. it all the way along, but I exactly. never could because I could never make it flawless. So I was so glad that when I saw <laughs> you drop it, I was like, that's so awesome. I, I really want to chat about yeah. it. That's so good. Because it's one of, definitely one of my favorite albums, even if not a flawless one. Yeah. And we want to thank everybody for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share or like our posts, and give us a rating. Every little bit helps us find more music lovers like you. As mentioned, we also have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash AMP. If you'd like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.